literally <laughs> blind. I'm blind on a green. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NFL strategy show ownership edition. I mean, we're going to turn this really just into a first look slash ownership because yesterday was Tuesday night football. Philadelphia Eagles rolled that offensive line. They're not good. They're not good. They're prolific boys. They are prolific. I'm telling you, Jason, go watch on Miles Sanders 40 yard run. Jason Kelsey was keeping pace with Miles Sanders. Very fun game. Uh, and I'm happy to be here, but I'm happy. Well, first of all, I'm also Dave Lochran at Lofty underscore D on Twitter, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. For those of you podcast listeners, hit your boy up. I'm also happy to be here with Eric Linquist at Eric Linquist and Matt Gajeski at Matt underscore Gajeski, G-A-J-E-W-S-K-I. I always struggle with that. I'm reading it off of his name and I still fuck it up. But I'm also happy again, Eric, that we have football on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, no Wednesday. So we'll, we'll, we'll prep for Sunday. Whoa, whoa, but whoa. Also, we got a college game, a college game. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Doesn't count. <laughs> Which college game, Matt? Like army or something. Army's playing Missouri. It's a hot game. Yeah. But <laughs> Jesus. But What's the total in that 38? It's not good. I'll tell you that. <laughs> is, is Army the one that doesn't throw? Yes. Yeah. yeah. They just run literally every play. Well, I actually might have one or two pass attempts a game. That's legitimate. It's like the Buffalo Bills game all over again constantly in New England. I remember Ben told me to bet the under on two and a half pass attempts a couple of years ago. And I was like, huh? Why? Is that a first drive prop? He's like, no, for the game. I I had the scariest fade period. My buddy's just like, you got to smash the Army Navy under. You just got to do it every single time. It's like a tradition for him. He just smashes the under in that game. All of a sudden, it was like 7-7 in the first 10 minutes of the game. I'm like, what did you do to me? (laughs) There was never even a sweat. The under still came through. It was beautiful. It's incredible. I can't bet college props around here, though, which sucks. Oh, it's brutal. Which is dumb. I can do anything else. DFS has always been fine in PA. I can bet. Betting's always been fine, but college college props and i can't bet on the drafts either so whatever but anyway i mean eric you have football tomorrow we got football on christmas day we got football the day after christmas this is heaven man yeah this is good the nfl product has been garbage unless you're a vikings and an eagles fan who you know we just happen to be so that's useful the last two days but Man, it, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. I just get that feeling now with games that are going to matter more and more as we go. Four straight days of it. I mean, I, I you can't ask for anything more. I mean, that's better than anything happening for, for Christmas here with your family. Let me just say that. You're, you're going to enjoy a little football. You're going to enjoy uh, being able to, to play some DFS, to be able to bet some props, to be able to look at some things that uh, it's, it's the best time of the year. No question about it. You know, Matt, I think it was actually Matthew Berry that tweeted this yesterday. And I thought to myself, you know what, Matthew, you're right. Because people complain about these games. I complain about some of these games. Most of them aren't good until the fourth quarter. Yesterday, I mean, I I didn't want the Eagles game to be good. I wanted to win money in DFS. I wanted to win money in betting, which, by the way, our parlay builder at Odd Shopper, Mm -hmm. crushing lately, dude. Crushing. I mean, just absolutely, absolute annihilation. It has been phenomenal, and it takes two seconds to build. But he goes, 
in a few months from now, you're all going to, and I'm paraphrasing, you're all going to be clamoring for one of these football games on any day of the week. And he's right. You know, I'm going to wish football was here in, in March, even if it's not the greatest games, because I love DFS. I love betting on this stuff, man. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you don't like the product, just turn it off. I hardly watch <laughs> any football games. Yeah. But I love playing DFS. I love betting. So if you really are that upset with the game, go do something else and just bet and play DFS. It's not that hard. There's no reason to complain about it. I'm with Matthew Barry in the sense that I'm going to really miss playing DFS and betting on these games in the spring. But like, I don't care about the Bears playing the Vikings. No, I know you don't. But I do. I can't. Yeah, I know you do. I mean, I'm I'm supposed to be a Bears fan, Eric. So like, rip. But I care yep. about the DFS aspect. I love talk, dude. I love talking about DFS with you guys every week. You know, like, this is the type of stuff. Talking DFS football for me is more fun than. And I know you guys might be basketball or 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 college sports, but I love talking about NFL football for DFS and betting. I just love it. Yeah. Me too. We're I surely like not it. talking pop culture with Matt. That <laughs> no, I know. No. I like I like talking about the games more than I like watching them. Like breaking it down with you guys is a lot of fun to me. It is. It's kind of yeah, nice. Absolutely. It. It's the nicest thing you've ever said. You know, I was thinking about this yesterday. You know how you you know how you have those games, and of course, we're hitting on all positions, all ownership today. You know how you have these games where it's like, how many of this can you name, Eric? You know exactly what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. right? Like how many. Yep. How many cereals can you name? I was thinking about this last night as I was pouring a bowl of Reese's Puffs at 1030 Eastern time at night. And I go, would Matt be able to hang in these type of spots? Or is this another area where he is just secluded and closed off from the rest of the world? The second one. The second one. The second one. There's no way that he could like, are we talking like, uh, if it's maybe like premium beef jerky brands, I would maybe have a guess that yes. Right. Or maybe best gas be station there. hot dog. Yes. Yes. Something, something just off the wall, off the cuff, like ridiculousness. Could you do it, Matt? Cereals? Like if we went eight rounds, could you hang? Maybe. Let's, let's do it let's real do quick. It. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Reese's Puffs. Eric? Life. Raisin Bran. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Of course he goes Raisin Bran. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Rice Krispies. Cheerios. Crispix. Um, oh, shit. Uh, uh, there's a, uh, Lucky Charms. Fruit, oh, sorry. Apple Jacks. Fruit, okay, Fruit Loops. Smacks. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I already said, I already said that. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's the hard part is honestly just remembering the damn list. All right. Uh, I could go for, for hours on this one. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a, I, I could already tell you were going to win that one. We were going. Yeah. We were going. <laughs> we were going. That's, be- that's better than I thought I was going to do. I think you could have kept, you couldn't name one more. Yes. No, I, can, I can name more like Fruit Loops. Already said, you already said that. <laughs> Literally oh. the last one. Checks. How about that? Oh, man. Just out of your mind. <laughs> You're I my favorite. Just tr- I swear he trolls us sometimes, though. It has to be like right? something to that regard. Like it, it had to have been like a device that worked when he was young that got everybody to like him, and it was endearing. Where it's like, <laughs> ha ha! I don't know anything. Look at me go. No, the only but I'm going to make you money at college football because I know Southwest Texas biblical starting quarterback. Oh, the only no reason doubt. people like me is because I was halfway decent at sports. Okay, there you go. That's fair. You're also a pretty charismatic and uh, amiable person. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. 
All right. Yeah. Frosted flakes. Josh plays DFS. That's, I mean, that should have been one of the out of the gate. That's a, yeah, that that's was, a classic. Clear honestly, classic. no, the, you got to save one that's obvious and that's wait to use it for later. That, that was kind that of the out. game plan. The Trump card. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say Count Chocula was always in the back pocket for me. I was never going to fire it off early. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you could have got, yeah, there's a, there's, there's a lot out there. Fruity pebbles, mm-hmm. cocoa pebbles, you know, cocoa crispies. It just keeps going, boys. Special K didn't even come up. Ooh, man, because we're not 75 years old. Special K. I delicious. said Raisin Bran. What? Delicious. Uh, see, Raisin Bran, no. Raisin Bran's in like every hotel ever. I, I definitely rock with some Raisin Bran, <laughs> but I always take the raisins out because they're terrible. I love Continental Breakfast. Yeah. Wait, hold on. He honestly, takes great ra- take. He, he takes the raisins out of Raisin Bran, so he has Special K. Oh, that's kind of what it is, I guess. I mean, it's close. Yeah. That's honestly the next door neighbor of it. But here's the thing. Raisins are trash. Like there aren't many foods that I go strongly against, but you could be a grape. You could be wine. You could be a lot of things. And you chose to be a raisin. Do you like grapes? Yeah, I like grapes. Like like red wine. Love red wine. Just hate raisins. The texture, the look. Oh, it's awful. I love pickles. I think cucumbers are the most disgusting food on the planet. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I mean, yep. it's you like pickles because they're pickled in like that salty water. <laughs> Matt, what's like your that's, least that's favorite food? Like so we know we know gas station hot dogs, your favorite. What's your least favorite food? Good question. By the way, Matt, I ate a can of tuna last night as well, and it was delicious. My man. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know my f- least favorite food. Like, what don't you want? Like when you look down at a table and you're just like, I don't want that. on Right. Christmas. What won't you eat? I a hot take I have is I don't really like steak and I, I like oh steak. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I told you he's you're, trolling. You're trolling, he's trolling us. us. No, I'm not I'm kidding. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Dude, um, steak. Like I will, I will eat steak. So saying I don't like it isn't the right word, but if I was at a restaurant, a nice one that had like good fish or chicken or other types of entrees, steak would be way down the list for me. I oh. see what you're saying. So if I invited you I over and I had a nice steak, medium would rare, eat yeah. you'd eat it. And you'd probably enjoy it, but it wouldn't be your preferred meal at a nice restaurant. Exactly. It would okay, be one of the last. That's all right. Would you put ketchup on it? No. Okay. Okay. No, then you're a real person. That's good. I'll use steak sauce on a, on a steak that's not like the best steak. I don't think that's a violation at all. And I don't care. Not at all. Yeah, especially I, if you're like at a diner or you're doing yeah. something like that back well, in the day. A1, A1's just fine. A1. A1's fire. A1's yeah. fire. Well, peppercorn A1. Try that out, man. Yeah. Ooh. I just hate all the Heinz steak sauces. Like that's just not, oh, they're not good. Again, in South Dakota, you try everything. Yeah. Traditional is is a one and and you can't go wrong there. Anyway, you guys want to talk some football? Maybe. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Hit that thumbs up. If you haven't done so yet, it's always nice to learn a little bit about math though. That always, (laughs) there's a little more every week. I'm on too many shows where it's like, I think people know that I like ducks. Apparently it's, it's become like the new thing. It's like, like I married what? into, so I married into a family of uh, Oregon duck families. And that's taken a life of its own over the last couple of weeks with the help of Greg Ehrenberg, who likes to think that, yeah, quack, quack chat. What's up? Yeah, I did see oh. that. What's your least favorite Weird. food? Eric? What is your least favorite food in chat? Snap decision. You can't think about it. First thing that comes to mind, least favorite food. What is it? Raisins done. Oh, it is raisins. It's definitely raisins. It's like not even like remotely close. Blue cheese wow. would be close second, but actually, no, it would be a distant second. But uh, raisins, number one, definitely. OK, I think I'd go cucumbers. Disgusting. That's next level. They don't really taste like anything is the weird part. It tastes like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like raw onions. 
Oh, I love, I like some, yeah, give me some onions. Man. I love onion. Yeah, you're pickled crazy. onions, of course, Matt, but <laughs> it's because it changes the flavor. <laughs> you know what I do? I, I grab some dill pickles, I, I mince them up nice, and I throw them into tuna. That's delicious. I do that as well. What's the ambrosia? I've never even heard of it. Ambrosia. I know I've heard of it. What is it? I don't know what it is. That's why I was asking. Why, why did that come to mind? It's in chat. Oh, I don't know. Benny, Benny what's Levine. ambrosia? Brussels no, sprouts. Yo, Brussels sprouts are good with some hot sauce, Bo Gray. You ever put some bacon. hot sauce? Yeah. Bacon with Brussels sprouts oh, is yeah. fire. You ever do bacon wrapped asparagus? No, that sounds incredible. I put it on the grill like in the summer because I'm you're in California. You can do it whenever. But yeah, bacon yeah. wrapped asparagus in some foil. Oh, it's delicious, man. Anyway. Yo, we're once again 15 minutes into this and we've done nothing. But Here's the thing. It was really entertaining. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, I think I said already, but yeah, hit that thumbs up. If you like this stuff, we, we joke around about this a lot, talk about the YouTube overlords feeding the algorithm. All that's kind of true. I mean, there's nobody, actually, there probably is someone behind the scenes, you know, with certain things, not us, but in the sense of it does help us a ton to grow this channel and keep doing what we're doing and you know, continue to pay all these guys that put a ton of work in every day. Uh, it, yeah, by uh, hitting that subscribe and, and liking the video, it does a lot. And commenting, if you're watching this after the fact, uh, after the show is, has, has gone live. And we're almost at 70,000. We're at 69,100, thanks to you guys. It's been a blast all year long. We're coming up on the end. We're coming up on Christmas. So uh, we'll be at 70,000 soon enough. This sincere thank you to everyone that hangs out with us every single day of the week uh, when we do these football shows. We love it. All right, let's 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 rock, fellas. We got eleven games here, starting off at running back. Our our ownership was wonky this morning. I hit Alex up. I go, man, we got Adrian Peterson leading the way at running back for ownership. Not far behind him is Carlos Hyde. And he's like, yeah, I see I, I no lies here. I see no lies. Yeah, he's like, I already ran an update. Don't worry, we're good. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, but we've got Matt at the top. This is this kind of standard. What I expected. James Robinson against the Jets, even if Hyde is back. Uh, Ronald Jones with no Fournette. They just signed Le'Veon Bell, which amazing. The guy just keeps landing on new teams. But with, with Leonard Fournette likely headed to the IR. And then Eckler. Josh Jacobs is the only one. Maybe Dalvin Cook a little bit that surprised me. But the top three, Robinson, Jones, and Eckler, all seem like guys I would expect to see at the top in their respective matchups. Yeah, it makes sense. And they're all cheap outside of Eckler too. But overall, like James Robinson, at this point with the coaching change, I think you can assume he's going to get the workload. His Carlos Hyde's boy is Urban Meyer. I mean, Carlos Hyde played for him in college. I don't think there's that connection anymore. And James Robinson's just clearly been the better player. So I'm going to try to assume rational coaching. Uh, Eric's talked about this a lot. I know we cannot assume that, but right now with the performance James Robinson put up last week, I think he should be the lead back and they're playing the Jets. So it's a rare spot where this is a competitive game for the Jaguars. I'm, I'm still going to go back to him. Ronald Jones makes all the sense in the world. And I think at this point, we just have to bank on his talent over Le'Veon Bell's. Like Le'Veon Bell couldn't crack a roster with Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Tyson Williams. That's a pretty bad indictment for Le'Veon Bell. And I know people want to go back to like his pass catching but Jones has been efficient when he's been given the opportunities. He's just entirely inept in the past game. He's a bad pass blocker, and we know he's not a good receiver. But they don't really have anybody else to play in that role. And I'm not sure Le'Veon Bell in three days' notice is going to come in and, and siphon away a lot of carries or opportunity for him. 
So honestly, I, I think I'm comfortable eating this chalk at running back right now, as long as it stays in the reasonable range, both Ronald Jones and James Robinson are around 17% right now, but I don't know. Do you view it the same way? Yeah. I mean, James Robinson is going to be much more popular. Um, I, I find whenever yeah, somebody it's, doesn't, it's Wednesday. So we'll yeah, see. exactly. I, I FanDuel did a, a miraculous thing. They went like what? 8,200 there on James Robinson. So like that's wild discussion that point. Uh, they've been really aggressive actually lately, which is, which is nice in some spots. And, you know, Ronald Jones is 5,400 over there. So it's not exactly every single thing that they're picking up, but uh, 8,200 for James Robinson definitely is going to be a talking point. Uh, the entire week where is that worth it on at 5,900 over on DK coming off a week where 18 carries and a touchdown didn't burn anybody. If somebody doesn't burn anybody and they don't go above 6k and they presumptively have the backfield still, and they have a phenomenal matchup against the jets kind of checks every box, right? Like, yeah, you get Carlos Hyde back there, back there, but um, Trevor Lawrence has already had the, the Trevor Lawrence speak. It's not coach speak when it's urban Meyer, but uh, Trevor Lawrence has said he wanted James Robinson out there the entire time. Well, we kind of got that. So I'm thinking that James Robinson is going to be 25, 30, 35% at least uh, coming off a week where he's 50% plus. Yeah. And on Yahoo too, he's $26. He's appropriately priced. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's the same price as Deandre Swift. He's a dollar less than Cordero Patterson, $2 less than Mixon. That makes sense. So it is, you guys are, it is DraftKings where, I don't want to say he's egregiously underpriced because I actually don't think he is. I think he's underpriced. I do. But this is still a trash offense. And I think you at least have to factor that in. Jets are a bad team. I love James Robinson this week. I think he should be popular. And I'd probably pay – I mean – would you really feel comfortable paying 7K for James Robinson? No, maybe maybe like a low to mid 6K, but even 7K on this offense, I, I don't feel great about that. I wouldn't view him as chalk at $7,000. Yeah, I wouldn't either, but at 5,900, he's absolutely sure. going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to be for him sure. and Cooper Cup first guys into every single lineup uh, for, for cash, no questions asked. And I can't see totally that agree. changing whatsoever between now and Sunday. So like, if you want anything, here you go, two plays. Uh, those are your two chalkiest and they should be. I agree. The one thing I'll say about that is James Robinson was on a trash offense last year at 7K and I never played him and I continually lost money. So there's you, that. You say when you didn't play him? Yeah. Like I Gardner Minshew every, was I there, baby. Gardner Minshew. Week. What's that? It was Gardner Minshew mania, baby. <laughs> well, there was also sure. James, there was also James, <laughs> Robinson, James Robinson getting a ton of targets. Yeah. And I, I think that that might be the case again with Carlos Hyde phased out. I don't know for sure. Like you, you bring up a very good point there and we just don't know what that touch blitz going to look like. Maybe, you know what? I take that back. Oh no. Okay. Never, never mind. Cause he played, he only had 60 targets last year, but he played 14 games. So and he's been hurt this year too. So we, we haven't seen like full James Robinson. True. Yeah. True. Maybe it's not that different. I don't know. They've just been, the offense is didn't it was a uh, Lawrence didn't throw a touchdown for like eight weeks. I, I mean, I'm exaggerating there, but mm-hmm. I think he, he had what, what maybe he had. What, no, he threw one in week 12. He had thrown one touchdown since week nine. He didn't throw one last week either. Nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, fifth. So one touchdown in seven weeks. He's atrocious, man. <laughs> Yeah, the the can't miss quarterback. I mean, 
it's going to be Ryan Leaf conversations this entire offseason. So I hope he enjoys that. That should be fun. Like I, from a team building perspective, I've been thinking about this a little bit. All these teams are just investing egregious resources into the NFL draft, like Trey Lance at three. Mac Jones seems to be the only one that's really panned out. Fields, I think the jury's still out. So you can say what you want about these quarterbacks. But I, one thing I thought about, like, why not just build all of the assets around him? Draft your Jamar Chases, your Penny Sewells, whoever it may be at the top. And then there's like four quarterbacks that are on the market. Like Russell Wilson wants a trade. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. Deshaun Watson, whatever happens in that situation, he looks like he's out of Houston. Why wouldn't you try to build up your assets and be a desirable landing spot for a proven commodity? Like, the think, Eagle, like honestly, I'm not homering here, but like the Eagles. Yeah, or Carolina maybe. That would Carolina, be yeah. More. I only say that because the Eagles have three first round picks next year. Right. That that is a very, especially with Devontae Smith. Yeah. And that offensive offensive line line is the best in the game. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. She's the best in the game now. Oh, yeah. They they are. (laughs) There's no doubt. But I don't know why you're not building with that in mind. And I, a lot of criticism goes to Detroit, but I actually don't hate what they did with like Penny Sewell. I mean, they did draft. They did draft three defensive tackles. We have to look at the full body work. Like that's certainly not going to get it done. Right, but there's there's some things you can do to build around a potential like landing spot for a quarter, like what Denver did with Judy and Sutton and mm-hmm. Vance and their growing offensive line and Javante. There's a reason why Rodgers was rumored to go there. It's a very desirable spot for a quarterback. I don't feel great about Russell Wilson right now. Yeah, he looks rough. It's he weird. said he wanted to go to like one of three places, right? The Giants were one. Like they invested in Daniel Jones. I think if you could go back and be like, hey, Russell Wilson wants to play for you. Maybe you don't waste this first round pick. I don't know. Yeah. And Eric, seven straight games with 175 plus rushing yards for the Eagles. Five of them, 200 plus rushing yards. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a better run blocking line in the league right now. Colts. The, no one has done what the Eagles have done since the 85 Bears. I mean, yes, yeah. Colts, Colts run blocking is very good, but Jonathan Taylor is better than anything behind that Eagles line. That's so. probably – so, again, that's that's probably the difference. But I think Miles Sanders is hashtag good. Like, he's good. No, oh, no, no. You're talking, he's preaching very to the good. choir, fella. I'm saying. I'm just uh, – we've had this discussion before. Yeah. Uh, we're not talking about talent of them. I just think from an offensive line standpoint, I mean, the Colts, obviously – like for me, it's just like, is there a portion of the line you can run behind when things get tough and get that, you know, goal line carry that you need in the, in the clutch. And I, I still would take the Colts over, over the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles had two linemen out yesterday and they still ran for 240 yards or whatever it was. Useful. They're good, but I would take over. Okay. Quickly. And then we'll get back to this and Bo Gray. Thank you for the offer to come down to Texas and, and get that fade and the beard uh, fixed up. I don't shave for like a week when I got a haircut coming up because why would I just have them do it for me? My barber gives a good skin fade though. Come hang out tomorrow, but you'll see. You can, you can grade it. You can tell me if it sucks. You can tell me if it's an Adam share fade. Just, <laughs> just don't butcher me like you did to him. That was just mean. Uh, if you one quarterback in the league that could be available uh, this coming season, who would you want? For me, it's, it's not even a question. Uh, all outside stuff aside, it's Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I, that's the right answer. Uh, it's not going to be the popular answer. He's young, and I, I don't mean, care about being it, popular. We, we saw it on a terrible offense. If you can do it on a terrible offense with a terrible coaching staff, imagine what you could do with competency around you. For sure. What about you, Matt? Because I don't care about the popular pick in terms of what people think. Oh, you know, how yeah. could you say that? 
He's the best guy for the future. What about yeah. you, Matt? I mean, Rogers is 38. Russell, he has a lot of years left, but you're also going to have to pay for him. Watson's going to be the cheapest, I think. And he's 25 years old, 26 years old. Like he's in the prime of his career with presumably 10 seasons left. <sighs> what else do we have here? I don't, I don't think we have much more chalk. Like yeah, you, you have Michael Carter, David Montgomery, Swift, Mixon all coming in between like 10 and 13%. Do we expect Michael Carter to get back to the heavy workload this week, Matt? Because Ty Johnson was out and Carter, despite not really being in a game that was separated by much, even though they were huge dogs, only a touchdown loss really didn't get the type of work you would have hoped for out of him coming off of the IR. Yeah. He's a timeshare back. Uh, I think you're going to use Ted and Coleman a lot on early downs. Michael Carter is the pass catcher. Ty Johnson returning would ding him a little bit more in that regard, but I, I think you're going to get him at pretty low ownership right now. I do not agree with the 13% ownership we're seeing on the screen. Same. Like you look at the, around the industry and I just listen to a lot of shows everywhere like Levitan on ETR is talking about how Michael Carter was the worst cash game play he's ever made in his entire life. Like nobody's going to play this guy. Uh, I, okay. So in hindsight, we want to play armchair quarterback. I mean, he only played 53% that's what, of the that's snaps. That's what Levitan said, not me. Yeah. Not but I'm me. saying he played 33% of the snaps the week before against Miami. And then you got Ty Johnson back and went back up to around 50 something percent. I mean, it's, it's just such a weird thing. Again, that was a month ago that he had had 33%. So, I mean, he got hurt in that game. But even before that, 52, 58% when he was healthy weeks, nine, week 10. Um, it's definitely one of the worst plays I've probably made, period, made as well. Um, but I will say he's always been a timeshare back, too, is kind of the, the other part. Going back to North Carolina, Jamonte Williams and him, that was the duo, right, Makajewski? Yep. And it was, it was a headache then for college DFS. It's going to be a headache for us going forward here with this guy because I think he's very, very talented. We've seen some upside weeks from him. But, yeah, 13%. I'm probably not going to be there on it. And of course, this is going to be the week that he sees 65% plus of snaps, you know, catches, no, nine targets or nine, nine catches for four with 14 targets. Like he had in what uh, week eight, it was, it's ridiculous what he can do when given opportunity. It's just going to be rare for him. He's a small back. He's a tiny dude. You know who I will go to over Michael Carter if this ownership holds. And I don't even think it's close. And I did play him last week. I had some Michael Carter too. It was, it was tournaments, but it was still not the, the greatest decision. I agree with both of you guys. One very good decision I made, uh, and it could have paid much bigger dividends in the event that he did a little bit more with it, was going to Devin Singletary uh, at very low ownership because when Moss was ruled out, you look at the previous game, Singletary played 82% of snaps. And that was one of those spots where, all right, was he great? No. Did he get a, a ton of work in that game? No, he didn't, but it was against Tampa, and they decided not to run from the jump. There was never – they see it against Tampa. It wasn't we can't run, we'll stop. They never ran the ball. So I said, you know what? Moss is out. Why not go back to a guy that's, you know, low-fi, was 5K flat, in a spot where they know they have to start running more. He ran the ball 22 times, Eric. And found the end zone, okay, and it wasn't on a 30-yarder. It was inside the red zone, which you want to see. Only had one target, but that's because they throttled Carolina. I'm telling you right now, they're going to come into this matchup against New England, a team that just bludgeoned them on the ground. 
and a team that they will probably struggle a bit to throw against. I think they come back and they run the football and Devin single because the Patriots are a decent team, but their offense is not a high octane, you know, uh, they're great of it. Singletary played 93% of snaps last week. If he really is 6% this week, I get the trepidation towards playing Buffalo running backs, but he is the guy right now. This is no longer a timeshare in Buffalo. And I think they know they're going to have to run in this game to make things work. I like Singletary this week. I do too. And I liked him last week. I was on live before lock, obviously every Sunday with Matt Kajewski. And and I just talked about Devin Singletary coming off of 80 plus percent of snaps and That's not something you see very often from Devin Singletary. In fact, it was the first time that it happened this entire season, 75% being his highest in week one with a Zach Moss inactive. But as long as Zach Moss continues to be inactive for these spots, it's just going to be Devin Singletary with a backup of Matt Breida. Matt Breida had one decent enough week where he kind of vultured a bunch of production. And Devin Singletary has really kind of become a guy that, Again, it's so hard to analyze a guy in like his second year. Oh, do they trust him here in this spot or third year? Excuse me. It's just kind of like, I, I get the situation here. They're going to, he, he adds another layer to the offense in the passing game where, you know, 22 rushing attempts is not something I expected, but they were just bludgeoning Carolina. Again, I, my favorite bet in the entire week last week was just Buffalo going out and bashing them. I talked about that on this show and 31-14, it was actually even somehow less competitive than that. Um, so I, I like Devin Singletary in this New England spot. I think, you know, in the event that he has so many outs in the way, not like a Austin Eckler or a Christian McCaffrey type, but like somebody where he's more of a passing game option. So if I'm going to be starting to see 20-plus carries out of him, uh, similar to the way that we did for Kamara earlier in the season, he's one of the most discounted, if not the most discounted back besides James Robinson on the slate. And I know I agree. And I know, Matt, that Josh Allen obviously takes away from some of that goal line upside, but he did have five red zone carries. Yes. Uh, on Sunday, I didn't get the, the price. He's cheap enough, though, to say if I can get another 20 plus looks out of him and he's going to be the featured back in the passing game, I'm willing to get there. Where are you at on him and where are you at on some of the other lower on backs? Yeah, I, lo- I like Devin Singletary certainly more than than Michael Carter. I like him more than a lot of backs in this range, actually. I like him more than Devontae Freeman. The one back I certainly do not prefer him over is Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones just playing for sure. with it. They have a near 30-point implied team totals, 11-point favorites over Carolina right now. You'll see that little volatile because they're missing a lot of players. But Tampa Bay still has the second-highest implied team total on the board. But in this range, specifically for low-owned plays, I think we can go right back to your boy, Miles Sanders. And... I mean, it's a spot where I think people got burned by him earlier in the year. He's only 5,600. And a lot of that is because he missed the pricing adjustment playing on a Tuesday night. DraftKings had their main slate out on Sunday night, so they just didn't get to see how productive Miles Sanders was. But 9.5% ownership. I, I would rather take that than a higher own Michael Carter. I think he's low enough owned where you can certainly take him in the single digits. But once you get below him in this range, I, I don't think you need to really go too crazy. The last player I'll mention is Javante Williams. He did work ahead of Melvin Gordon this game. It's really the first time all year we've seen that when they've both been healthy. So I think Denver, they're playing Las Vegas. That defense certainly doesn't scare you. It's a close projected game. Denver's actually the dog, but I'm not sure it, it matters if Javante is going to handle a majority of the work. I, I think this could be another one of those weeks where we can play multiple 5K, mid-5K backs and feel pretty good about it. And people are going to look at yesterday and go, yeah, well, Miles Sanders, despite having 
130, what was 131 rushing yards. He did have two goal line carries too. He just couldn't get in. He, he should have scored. I, I live bet him at plus 300 to score and thought, I got to get, like, there's no way I don't hit this and didn't, of course. But I'll take that any day of the week. Back-to-back 20 fantasy point games, back-to-back 120-plus rushing yard games. Here's the one thing I like, though, Eric, and I think this could suppress ownership a little bit. I don't like the Jalen Hurts factor, right? He, mm-hmm. he now has more touchdown, rushing touchdowns of any quarterback in the Eagles history, and that's a team that had Michael Vick for a few seasons, that had Randall Cunningham, that had Donovan McNabb. All right, that's crazy. But the one thing people are going to look at, they're going to say, yeah, well, what about Jordan Howard's workload? Yeah, I get it. Howard had 15 carries yesterday, too. But they ran 40-plus times. Here's the thing. Miles Sanders had all of the early game work. I mean, mm-hmm. all of it, right? And he got some great pass uh, receptions. After the game, he was asked about, like, you know, Jordan Howard was in there. Was that just, uh, you know, icing the game away? Or was that just a one-two, you know, lightning and thunder? He goes, well, really, I'm just kind of dealing with injuries. I'm banged up. And he didn't want to go further into it. What he's saying, though, is they're going to rest me when we have this game at hand. And that's kind of what it was. If this game against the Giants does end up being close, and they're big favorites, but if it does end up being close, you're looking at another easy 20-plus carry game from Miles Sanders, game script depending. Well, and his touchdown expectation earlier in the game is definitely high. I mean, it's it sucks seeing Jalen Hurts do these one-yard. Sure. I mean, it's awful. It's really, really bad. But it bad. works, and that's a- what's even worse. But it suppresses his ownership, too, because Miles Sanders gets both of those. What does he own this week? He ends up 25%, something like that. I mean, he, he's still probably going to get steamed up coming off of two games um, where, again, 24 and 18 carries. We're talking about a gigantic workload here, sub-6K against a bad team. Low total in the game, but implied team total over 25. So everything you're saying checks where Miles Sanders, I, I can't see not wanting to play him, considering I do believe he's hashtag good. So... Um, I'm definitely going to probably be there with you. It's more of just, you know, your your stance here on them being the best offensive line in the NFL just kind of triggers me a little bit. But what's wrong? <laughs> well, I don't see how that's even controversial. Okay, maybe like, <laughs> it's just it's just the overall Philadelphia nature to you, Lafay. I'm a just true like, pest, dude. I am I the most cynical person on earth. Yeah. Okay, how about this? If they're not the best, they have to be top three. Yeah, they're they're top three. I'll so I'll give matter, them, I'll right? let them squeak in into to three. I'll let them do that. I two sure tomato potato, Eric. I mean, if it's, it's it's all it's all the same thing, right? Yeah, I suppose. All right, I suppose. But yeah, I got one right, more guy. Please, oh, you got another guy fired. Sony Michelle, three percent. I think after what we saw last night, it is not a 50-50 timeshare between him and Henderson. And this is spot where LA is three point favorite. Their team total is fantastic. Oh. 49 and a half total overall playing against your Minnesota Vikings, who just gave up 400 total offensive yards to the bears. Yeah. I think Michelle at 3% ownership is a phenomenal play. See, this is going to be so conflicting for me because I mean, I'm attached to Sony Michelle. Now I I've attached my Lafayette to this guy. Well, Lafayette was was like, I remember on these shows early in the year, Lafayette was the original guy telling us we need to play Sony Michelle and everybody's going like, ah, he sucks. He sucks. We can't play him so much. I brought him up on every showdown show we're on together where it's just like, oh, you know, like I I thought that he was going to right out of the gate uh, that first week, just go nuts. Um, I thought he would get a lot more of the work than what he did. I thought they would just continually hand it off to him in a positive game script and that didn't happen. And now, I mean, everybody's really changed their tune, huh? They've changed their tune. He might be actually good, huh? Yeah. That, that's the funny thing about Michelle. Because when this, 
remember when 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 uh, Cam Akers went down and they traded for Sonny mm-hmm. Michelle, and everyone on Twitter is going, "This means nothing. You guys are overreacting." And sure, early in the season, Daryl Henderson was getting a lot of the work. I get that, but there was this assumption that that Sonny Michelle has just always been a terrible running back. And it's not really true. Last year, he averaged 5.7 yards per attempt on a really bad offense. You could argue that Cam Newton opened that up a little bit, sure. But 5.7 yards per attempt, 79 carries isn't 300. But still, those are decent numbers. Uh, And this is a guy that has been top 10 in carries in two of the four years that he's played in the NFL. So it's not like he can't handle a workload. Yeah, I don't think you said anything, uh, anything crazy at all, all right? Yeah, no, he was a top 10 graded PFF running back. It just so happened that Damian Harris was like number one on the year last right. year. And you drafted Ramondre Stevenson, who, oh, hey, he's really good at running footballs. We should probably keep him uh, the younger back here rather than having Sony Michelle there, who coming out of Georgia had a lot expected of him, didn't necessarily come to fruition in the way that a lot of New England fans would have wanted to. He always had pass catching ability that he showed in the preseason. It never translated into the regular season. You know, and I know that just as a frustrated guy that, you know, he was stuck in a three-man committee constantly, but when given an opportunity here and in a dynamic offense, there's just no doubt about it that he's going to perform, in my opinion. Like, it's not even, you know, in the same way that you're convinced that your offensive line is the best around. For me, I'm just convinced that if somebody like Sonny Michelle, there are so many running backs like him that, you know, maybe like top 20, top 30 running backs out here, if they get opportunity and they're going to get a majority of it, He's just better than Daryl Henderson is. He always was. He always will be. Oh, okay. Should, that's just what it is. He's just better. He's more dynamic, more versatile. There's I got a lot you. to Sonny Michelle I love. I got you. Hey, uh, I want to throw one more out there, too, before we hit on uh, wide. We always spend the most time on running backs, and I think rightfully so. Agreed. Uh, Matt mentioned Devonta Williams. You and I mentioned Devin Singletary. We talked about Sanders. Barkley, you know, whatever. That's fine. Uh Ramadre Stevenson, if Harris is out, his ownership's going to go up. But I like that again against Buffalo. But here's the one spot. Cordero Patterson's coming in around 8.8%. Now, I know. Look, he hasn't been great lately, but it's not for lack of work. They San Francisco last week. They played from behind the whole time. Carolina, they got that win. He wasn't super effective, but he saw 16 carries. Tampa Bay, 13 for 78. Not terrible. Five targets. He... The last great game he had was against Jacksonville, and that was the last easy matchup they've had. So I think, because Carolina's not, the, they're a neutral matchup, I guess. I, I think if Patterson's really going to be sub 10%, around 8% against the Detroit Lions, who, yes, playing much better football lately, but I don't, I don't want to let one game against Arizona cloud our judgment moving forward, even though I do believe they're improving. They still have a ton of injuries. Patterson's a guy that, that I'll have some exposure to if he's really going to be in the single digits. Eric, you got anything else at running back? Yeah, I got one more for you, just because this is kind of a presumptive spot for me, but Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's got Patrick Mahomes there, and we have no Travis Kelsey. We've got Tyreek Hill still out there, but that makes it, you need some dynamic playmakers to do some things for you here in the absence of Kelsey, and I think that just from a running back perspective, the snaps have now started to trend back up. His first week back, uh, you know, 51%, but then against uh, Vegas, 35% of snaps, that's just not going to be a normal game script for them. They blew the doors off of Vegas 48, nine, you know, after they stomped on the logo and did all that stupid stuff. What a dumb team. But anyway, <laughs> Kansas city at the chargers there, 71% of snaps here for Clyde Edwards, Alaire. That's more of what I'm expecting in some of these neutral game scripts is 75%, 75% plus of snaps here. 
I think when you're talking about this being the Kansas City offense here, you have to be factoring that in here going up against Pittsburgh, not your Pittsburgh Steelers of old. 26 implied total here for Kansas City. Considering he's coming in sub 10%, he would be one of my favorite tournament plays to fire if the start uh, if the slate started today. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm 100% with you, Jason. Just, he says, Justin Jackson at 4,200, if Eckler doesn't go, he'll be mega chalk. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I talked about it on the Thursday night live before lock. My big stand was that uh, I'm going to try and get way over the field on Justin Jackson, because if Eckler is not 100%, Jackson gets a lot of additional work. And fortunately, that happened. He saw 13 for 86. Uh, he helped me take down the Osimo, the Osimo free roll, boys. Yeah, I was going to say, I went from third to like second to last. At least I didn't have to get that damn book. That would have <laughs> that would have really sucked. But Matt, it, Justin Jackson, clear chalk, number one option on the slate against Houston if Eckler's out. Am I wrong? No, you're right. 100% right. Okay. Like, we don't even need to go any further into that. No, right. And that'll be news we have later in the week for future shows. We should spend a second talking about prize picks, though, because they're just uh, – giving away the farm at this point. And, and that is a good thing. It's player prop contests. Very fun. You, Eric, you do a, a post lock show for NBA all the time for prize picks. And you guys talk about all of it. Look, you even got the logo back there on your TV. It's a, the, 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 the user experience is super nice to begin with. You go to prizepicks.com, app store, uh, Google play store, whatever you want. All you're doing is building lineups. It could be two, three, four, or five player lineups. A five player lineup nets up to 10 times your, uh, well, nets 10 times your entry fee. But unlike other parlays, if you hit four or five, you still two extra money. If you hit three or five, you can still make money back. Excuse me. And there's a million different sports. You can use cross sports as well. So if you wanted to do basketball, football, and college football all in the same lineup, you can do that. But that's all great, you know, okay. But to get started, what if I told you use the promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, and you'll get up to $100 in a first match deposit bonus. Man, beautiful. Or if I told you that the link Mike's about to throw in the chat, or maybe already did, or the link in the description, if you sign up using that, not only do you get the $100 when you sign up and deposit, but – you get a free month of Awesome Mode Plus Platinum. That's everything on our site for every single sport that we have content for. Ownership projections, top stack tool, the boom bust tool, uh, player projections, the lineup builder, all of our tools for every single sport out there. I mean, it's a $90 value the entire month, everything on the site, entirely for free when you sign up and deposit using that link. And if you use that promo code Awesome you get $100 when you sign up and deposit. So, uh, seriously, it'd be crazy not to take advantage of this little early Christmas present here. And you go over there, make some money, use our free player pro uh, prop projections, use Odd Shopper, and take advantage of it because there's no juice on either side. It's just the over or the under, uh, a real way to make money and build your bankroll. Eric, you got anything for me coming up? Ooh, well, I mean, we could talk about, I mean, Army actually has a higher total than what we are expecting here. You can play college football. You can play college basketball. We have Matt Kajewski. I believe the promotion gets over today for bowl seasons. Check out that promotion to get his projections here for well, all the college bowl football season, sports. all one word, all caps, get all of our bowl projections, all of our college football projections for half off 25. So, I mean, I was kind of going through there trying to find some picks here, going cross-referencing his projections. I'll let him speak to that here. So I'll go back to the NFL streets and I won't steal 0.5 touchdowns for Debo Samuel away from you. <laughs> I would never do such a thing, but uh, let's talk 45 and a half rushing yards here for James Connor. 
I think he was a little bit dinged up here last time out. And, you know, it definitely showed that offense could not have sputtered more chase Edmonds on the field there a lot more, but in the event that they're health, that he's healthier here, 45 and a half against Indianapolis is just way, 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 way too low of a number. You got to take advantage of that now here, because in the event that you hear he's full go good to go and whatever else that number is going to change as you get closer. So take advantage of its inefficiency right now. I like that. Matt, what do you have? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to go to the college streets now after that pump up by Eric. Thank you very much for that. The kind words are much appreciated. You can do whatever you want, brother. I like Cordero Patterson against Detroit, speaking to your point earlier. 47 and a half rushing yards. It's reflective of a guy oh, who's really? playing with. What's that? It's at 47 and a half? Yeah. Wow. What did you think it was going to be at? I thought it'd be higher than 47. The guy's getting yeah. 16 and 19 <sighs> carries a game. That's uh, what last I week he didn't, but. What'd you say? He didn't last week. He got like what? 13, but they 11, were playing from 11. behind. Yeah. From the they, were, they sucked. Yeah, they were yeah. terrible. They're playing Sorry, Detroit. Matt. I, just, I was I surprised by that, that line. Yeah, yeah. That, so I like that one towards the over. I, I could go into college props all day, but I recorded two videos on that, so I'll stick with NFL <laughs> here. Cordero should Patterson. Be, should we be checking that out on the odds channel or here on the DFS channel? There's actually some of both. Okay. We, we did a live video for the DFS channel, and there's there's some a little VOD type on the odds. There's there's so much prize pick content for college football, and it's so soft. It's well worth your while if it, you're in a legal state. Love it. Uh, I was hoping we had a Devin Singletary rushing yards prop. I feel like they're still going to be low. I do. Mm-hmm. I'm going under on Barkley, 53 and a half rushing yards. I actually like that a lot. Um, I, I just don't trust with Mike Glenn. I don't trust this offense to get anything going on the ground. Eagles defenses look better lately. Give me the under there. Let's talk wide receivers. But like I said, awesome. promo code, hundred dollar deposit bonus. Get the free month. When you use the link. Michael Carter's out due to COVID. Oh, one minute ago from Schefter. It doesn't Ty really Johnson do much, season. though. Like, I don't want to play Tevin Coleman or Ty Johnson. No, but I, I, I don't we just talked about running back. So before we put a bow on it, Michael Carter, now you should see some more ownership probably going towards Ronald Jones, Singletary, those type of plays. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's so right. gross. There's right. 15 Jets that just went on COVID. Yeah. Wait, what? 15. What? Schefter just tweeted it. Stop testing. All right, uh, <laughs> including Robert Sala. Oh, there we go. Crazy, it's crazy. You know, eventually the good news is it's just going to sweep through the entire league, and then no one's going to be getting COVID for a while. Herd immunity. Herd immunity. In all seriousness, yeah. At this rate, how does it not? When you got 15 in one shot, it's crazy. It's crazy. So the well, wide receiver position is crazy this week it is and cooper cup is the most uh, nice job the most automatic <laughs> you're getting good man but yeah, learn from the best the most automatic <laughs> receiver out there at this point eric i there aren't enough superlatives to describe how good cooper cup has been that's all i have to say you want to play cooper cup just play cooper cup he's dumb he's just he's a cheat code and <laughs> why is he only 9100 but did did DraftKings need to see his Tuesday performance in order to maybe right. make him 10 K? What would you like, put him at over 10? I would put him at a I'd put him at 10 5 at least. Right? 10 5. I mean, it's just free. It's free. It's automatic. And it's 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 ridiculous. And again, he will be 50% on this week against the Minnesota Vikings on the road. It's just going to happen. Look at his box score and let I me don't know. I know that that's true, man. Like well, what, uh, what happened to this point, I think. 
40 let's okay so let's set the line at 42 percent in the milli over or under 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 i'll take the over 42 percent uh chipotle the three of us let's go i still owe you chipotle so I'll just you do to... still owe me chipotle i just remembered that so so really it's just for me to get chipotle from matt <laughs> okay because if, if i or you know or because you'll get me chipotle eventually well, i'll have two and three i'm doing the math here yeah so if i lose you will be neutral and i'll just get matt i'll venmo you today no I, stop it I, well, I, it's on not? the tab it's on you. the tab you guys know where he went to college who cop Eastern, uh, Illinois. Eastern Illinois, Eastern Washington. Washington oh, I, got East, I, I have no idea. I got the Eastern right. All right. Let's see how bad this take was. Eastern thought, Washington. Yeah. Are they not, a good? Are they any good? They're FCS. Okay. Uh, that's not good. I, when he came out of school, I made a bet with one of my buddies, not even a bet, a one-sided agreement. I thought he was such a bad draft pick by the Rams that I gave him these odds. If he ever had a thousand yards in a single season in his career, I told him that he could tase me. <laughs> wait if he did well i'm sorry if you could he could tase you if what cooper cup had a thousand yards in a single season at any point in his career and now he's done it in two of three and he's the best receiver in football yeah <laughs> how bad is that take ha, ha, well has it so don't use promotion bowl season because matt knows jack shit about college sports <laughs> is what we just learned no the guy the guy's saving it he won't tell me when it's no. gonna happen wait can we can can you please have someone film it Sure. This is like how I met your mother with the slap bets. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've actually seen how I met your mother. You have seen how I met your mother? You know the slap bet where, you know, Barney has to walk around in fear all the time of getting slapped. It's great. Yeah, but it's me in in fear of getting tased. (laughs) It's a little different. Do you have have a heart condition? Uh... Yeah. I would go get that checked before you just willingly get tased. I had heart surgery when I was in high school. You had heart surgery and you agreed to getting tased? Well, it's not, I don't have it anymore. It's fixed. Yeah, he's good. Is it going to be a taser (laughs) gun or like one of the contact tasers? So one of my, I don't know. I don't really know the difference. I'll explain it to you. Because one of my buddies has a taser, which is why this is a very real thing that's going to happen to me. It's like the handheld (laughs) one that has like shocker that comes across. So I don't think it's the one that shoots out. Right. It's the one that you have to make contact. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know a lot about tasers. How did we land on this for the bet? Like that's the uh, that's the major question I have because Who Matt is- was so co- he probably saw that his buddy knew his buddy had a taser and was that convinced that Cooper Cup would never have a thousand yards. It makes sense. It does. Like if you're hanging out drinking, shotgunning four locos as he probably was, and he sees the taser and he's like, "Hey, you can tase me with that if Cup ever." Or you know they're having a conversation about Cup, right, Matt? And then it's like, "Hey, if Cup has a thousand yards, you can use that and tase me." That's essentially what happened. Yes, right. It makes sense. I would say the same, not with cop, but I would say I would make a stupid bet like that as well. Oh my the problem God. is, if he didn't, did you get anything? Like, did you get to tase him? No. Oh, so this was just a this loser. This is just a, the worst bet I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that comes from a guy who willingly ate chalk. So, like, it's not not ideal. Snap answer, Matt. We talked about this last, might not have been our show. But you have to answer right away. Where do you draft Cooper Cup PPR redraft league right now? Probably if everybody's healthy, like number three. Wow. I love it. Behind yeah, you, Henry you and probably Taylor? Put, what's that? Behind Taylor and Henry? I think so. And I'm McCaffrey, mm-hmm. maybe if you can guarantee me he's healthy. Right. What about you, Eric? Go. Number two, probably. I, I mean, this I can't. Crazy. 
I, I'm saying I would probably take him number two. I, I think the only guy that you could like make a case for if healthy would be McCaffrey. Um, or Taylor, I would say, you don't think Taylor? No, just Taylor. I mean, offensive line is, isn't Taylor. Jesus, Taylor huh. and Henry. Taylor and Henry are kind of their own things. PPR. You said PPR redraft, right? Yeah, PPR redraft. Yeah, yeah number two. Coop, Cup would be number two for me. It it actually makes sense. Yeah, it actually insanity. Makes sense. Oh, look, look at what you're getting. The guy has a floor of like 15 and a ceiling of like 50 right now. Like legitimately, like it, it's it's that wide wide ranging. I guess he hasn't exceeded 41 here, but I'm I'm speaking a little bit hyperbolically, but like not really. The guy's had more than 10 targets in every game but one. And that game he had nine. It was against Houston, and they limited him there in the second half. Uh, you know, his lowest total there, 11.4 here on the season. He's only failed to exceed 20 points, what, three times now this entire season? We're talking 20. 20. Double, he's, he's averaging like 30. It's absurd. It's du- absurd. Double-digit targets in 13 of 14 games. You know how many targets he had in a game where he didn't have double-digit targets? Nine. Yeah, that's, he's what, on that's what I literally just said, but I love you. Oh, my fault. I was, it's I was okay. Like, <laughs> You were just so excited. You were so excited. I just wasn't sure if you were listening to yourself. (laughs) I was listening Uh, to you. But okay, everything Eric said, I agree with. Any guy that's on pace for 200 targets and 150 receptions. Yeah. I'll get there. Do you think he can repeat it? Yes. That's the scary part. We're talking about uh, Jared Goff to Matt Stafford is the equivalent of... um, of like Jalen Rager to Cooper cup, like the, the, the difference in the position, just saying that like the leap and bound you make from one to the next, like Matthew Stafford is legitimate. He's legit. Good. Like legit. Good. Jared Goff was never, ever good. That's gotta be one of the most, like the worst contracts period. So like as much as we want to like steam up Sean, like he's just not exactly the best when it comes to certain things like that. But um, yeah, Jared Goff contract is just nonsensical. All right. So play Cooper cup. Yeah, there you go. Hashtag analysis, <laughs> Matt. What about the rest of the chalk at wide receiver? If Tyree kill and Kelsey are on the COVID list, we'll pay attention to that. Uh, DJ Moore, Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Metcalf. I, I, I don't feel good about that right now at all, especially if Lockett plays, but, uh, I'll obviously have a ton of Antonio Brown. I don't care if his conditioning isn't hundred percent. I'm playing him. If Tom Brady's his quarterback, when Godwin's out and Mike Evans might not play and Leonard Fournette, who's getting like eight targets a game is also out. I think Antonio Brown's ownership will skyrocket throughout the week. If we find out he's good and Evans is out, but, uh, there's a lot to like up top here. For sure. Antonio Brown's just a lock and load play. His conditioning doesn't matter. He'll be targeted when he's on the field. And we've talked about this a lot. It's not necessarily how many snaps you play what your role is when you're on the field and he's their clear best pass catcher right now. So I think the way rosters are looking, you can play two studs and you can play the, some of the cheap backs. There's just so many cheap backs. I'm cup for sure deserves to be very highly owned, but from there, I think it depends on how you build your stacks. If you're, you're playing like a lot of Kirk cousins or you're just running back Cooper cup, Jefferson makes a lot of sense. We will see on the status of Adam Thielen, but Jefferson's just been a target monster since Adam Thielen left. And it seems like Thielen probably has a better chance to play. He was a game time decision last time out. Keenan Allen against Houston, their implied team total is just so high. He makes a lot of sense too. But there's always going to be players in this expensive range that are worthwhile pivots. 
If Diggs can ever see the target share he saw last year, I think he's worthwhile. He's just overpriced, and that's reflected in his ownership. You play him for the straight leverage. And then Jamar Chase, he's going up against an extremely banged-up Baltimore secondary. That game might not have the best environment on the board, but I think you can always play a low-owned Jamar Chase because of the way he's used in Cincinnati's offense. I love Jamar Chase in this spot against that Baltimore secondary. If he is that low on Matt, I 100% agree. Uh, and Swaggy says, we were talking about Adams the same way in 2020, like how you guys are talking about Cup now. Yeah, but hold on a second. Devontae Adams, first of all, played a game without Rodgers, and that was brutal. He's still a wide receiver for it, – it's not like he hasn't still been – if you have Devontae Adams on your team, it's not like you're disappointed. So Cup might not have 400 fantasy points next season – or more, but he's still, or he's still going to have a good year. Adam, also Aaron, still- Aaron Jones in the offense, like legitimately my favorite coach in the history of the green Bay Packers <laughs> is Mike McCarthy. Cause he never used Aaron Jones and it was lovely. Um, oh, he's oh, that's he, horrible. I, yeah, yeah. Because Aaron Jones is one of the most talented running backs I've ever seen play football and like legitimately nobody. Cause again, we, we so talk good. about opportunity. He's a monster. Yeah. But uh, Adams has paid off his run one draft tag. You He's don't think it. so? I do think so. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Yes. And listen, by the end of the season, would any of you be shocked if Adams, you know, vaults to wide receiver two? It wouldn't. He, he has a little ways to go. He's he's 16 points behind Tariq, Tyreek Hill or 15 yeah. points. And Hill might not play. So there you go. Right. But Adams, come on, man. He's still having some monster games. And he has a, the target shares everything that matters next year. If Rogers is gone, it's an entirely different conversation, but still um, I agree with you hundred percent on Jamar chase though, Matt, if his ownership is that low, let me get to a good amount of Jamar chase. Who do you want to get to at wide receiver? Eric? Well, I'm going to go to the far, far bottom because again, COVID is a thing and we have to analyze it in terms of how a team could look and Kansas city could just be in shambles. Like, Truly in shambles. We don't really know how it's going to look. I know CEH, I had talked about it, the running back position leading into this, where normally these ancillary options of like Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson aren't my favorite guys to be looking at. Me, Cole Hardman as well. You know, it's just so hard to figure out who's going to go off when. But guess what? They're 3K, 3,300, and 3,500. And if you don't have Hill and Kelsey, they're going to all be 20% plus. Like they're going to be outrageously popular. I don't think the total is going to be moving that much. Vegas is probably going to just say Patrick Mahomes, as long as he's playing quarterback, it doesn't matter. Um, I'll probably look to short whatever that total is against Pittsburgh. But um, Tyreek Hill, if he's out, I mean, it just becomes so easy to try to take shots on all three of those guys. Very, very similar to what we just did with the Chargers with Guyton. Um, and I can't even remember the other guy's name because that's how it works. But uh, thank you, Palmer, Josh Palmer. Uh, those, it, It's the exact same kind of situation. So just kind of be ready for the, in the event that this game does play on Sunday and those guys happen to be out, just, you know, that's going to be our slate. That'll change a lot. Yeah. A lot. But I'm glad you brought that up. We have, when you lose even one of those guys, if you lose one of those guys, the other guy becomes, that's, that's when you see Cooper Cup's ownership come down, by the way, Eric. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he's still going to be 40% plus. Sure. Or maybe it doesn't come down because you've got dirt cheap Kansas city peripheral guys that you can play with the top tier Kelsey or Tyree kill too. It's anything's possible, but I still think uh, that is one situation. We need to monitor everything. Stick with us throughout the week for sure. Uh, I'll throw this out there. 
Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson, neither of them coming off a big week. If they're going to be very low owned at low 5K price points in that offense, I really don't have an issue getting there against Minnesota. I could see that being a legitimate shootout and, and the Rams putting up a lot of points. Uh, I thought there was one more I had. Uh, Mike Evans, I don't know if he plays, but single-digit ownership on Evans is, is always solid. I want to ask you guys one more. What about Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson, Matt. <laughs> Deontay Johnson? Yeah, I almost I almost pulled a Matt <laughs> Gajewski on that. I've been mispronouncing this guy's name since he played at Toledo. <laughs> I think he's a, he's a good option if he comes in lower-owned. He's coming off a poor week by his standards. But his target volume isn't all that different than like Cooper Cups. He just doesn't play on the explosive offense or have this scoring expectation. He's a little bit cheaper. And right now his ownership is, is in check. So I'm comfortable with him as a pivot in that range. And I honestly think you can play two of these guys. I think you can play Cup and then take your pick of a second expensive receiver because we have so many punt running backs. So I'm, I'm comfortable with Johnson. Okay. So we got tight ends coming up. And Travis Kelsey, it, this is huge. We'll see what happens there. But Eric, Mark Andrews right now projecting for 4% ownership. I think it's probably high time that we start paying attention to this fella because he is the epitome of dominance right now at the tight end spot. Double-digit receptions in back-to-back games with Tyler Huntley. Who Listen, I almost hope Lamar is out again and Andrews Mm -hmm. is 4%. Yeah, we talked about it a lot on Sunday as well, going back to Matt Dijewski and I. Tyler Huntley to Mark Andrews is my favorite contrarian stack of the entire week. Love that I paired him with Michael Carter and and Miles Gaskin. That worked out really nicely in my main lineup. Uh, I'm not at all sad or anything or, you know, I still won a lot of money with that lineup and it was trash. Uh, It was just absurd. But Mark Andrews, a big reason of why he will not be 4%. We can all agree that somebody even at 7K, who's had 30 plus upside here. You're kind of taking scatter shots. You don't have uh, Kittle here on the slate. So one less guy to worry about. You do have Gronk absent all these other targets. I got to expect, you know, something similar to the 11 targets we saw last week and maybe more than two catches uh, more than likely. But uh, I'm looking at Mark Andrews is definitely going to be uh, the guy that people are looking to pay up for in the event. You don't have Kelsey. I hope that all those Kansas city guys are in. I think it makes the slate a little bit more interesting. Um, maybe other people disagree because then you get tons of value and they like to just jam in, you know, uh, everybody else. But uh, in the event that Kelsey's out, Mark Andrews, I just don't see how he doesn't get to 15% plus. Andrews is now the tight end one on the season in PPR. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, Matt, my highest owns, I, I had my highest exposure to any game stack was Green Bay Baltimore last week, but I I, I kind of screwed it up because I was mostly Rodgers, Adams, and MVS, which was solid with the Andrews run back. But man, the difference it would have made if it was Huntley Andrews and still would have had Adams, which is tough at that price point, but it mm-hmm. opens up a lot more with Huntley being the QB one and also a lot cheaper. But uh, yeah, people keep sleeping on 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 this this Baltimore team and guys like Andrews. And part of the reason is their defense is so bad. They're in constant shootouts. Like they can't yeah. stop anybody. They can't stop opposing passing attacks. And I don't see that really changing down the stretch. And definitely not against Cincinnati where you have three legitimate alphas on this team. Boyd's going to man the middle of the field in a slot. And then you have Higgins and Chase operating on the perimeter. I, like Baltimore doesn't have the bodies to stop that passing attack. As long as Cincinnati doesn't shoot themselves in the foot and run Joe Mixon straight up the middle 20 times, which they very well may do. They've done it a lot this year. 
So overall, I think just on a run back situation, if you think Cincinnati's going to score a little bit, who's the natural run back? And at this point, it's got to be Mark Andrews over Marquise Brown. The target volume is just too good for him. And to your point on him being expensive, that doesn't matter as much this week when we have so many viable punt plays. And we saw this last week. I was running optimals on Sunday and Kittle was really expensive coming off his monstrous outings prior. And he was still popping up in optimal lineups just because salary was so loose. And if the chiefs situation happens, you're going to be dealing with all the salary in the world. So I think Andrews does make a lot of sense. It's a weak slate for tight ends. I don't think Waller's going to play. He's projected for ownership right now, but like they might shut down Waller for the year. He's so injured. From there, you have Gronk. I think Gronk makes some sense with the limited pass catchers they have. But after that, like, are we going to continue to play the the Pitts roulette wheel? I probably. I have no interest in it. I'm playing Goddard. Just give me the pride of South Dakota State. Go Jackrabbits. (laughs) I don't don't want to play Pitts. How do you pay for Pitts at that point? How do you keep paying? He should be mid 4K at this point. I hate everything. Pitts, Pitts is like, like a poor man, Zach Ertz. I don't like, I don't know how to describe him. He plays right. a lot in the slot, but he's on such a bad offense. And like, they prefer to target Russell Gage over him. He also just had some egregious drops last week. I was watching a lot of that game. Well, I don't I, know why. Who, Like Eric said, though, who would you rather play? Goddard at 5,100 or Pitts at 5,800? Dude, I would rather play O'Shaughnessy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, the volume's not different. And with O'Shaughnessy, like you get everything else and he's cheaper. Yeah, like, you get I Trevor say, Lawrence quarterbacking. You can't, yeah, but I don't, I don't care about that because you have Matt Ryan quarterbacking Atlanta. Like it's two bad yeah. quarterbacks. Oh yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally talking shit with about Kyle Pitts. I'm with you. I just, I was just like, he, he should be below 4k. Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Matt just takes it and runs with it. Yeah. You, you literally just, uh, you know, and I'm like, you know, we'll turn it up just a little bit. Like he would have to be be 2,900. I'm going, you know, I think, Oh, he's overpriced at 5,800. I mean, he should be a mid 4k guy. Matt's like, you'd have to pay me to play him. (laughs) You could tase me if he ends up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm done making. I'm done making taser bets. I love um, this. That's probably a good idea for your sake. Right, oh boys, my god! Let's do this. Let's induct some people into the Hall of Fame and then give our top stacks before we head out. One more thing: hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. We appreciate you guys for it bigly. And if you haven't done it, maybe uh, you just forgot. That's okay. Or you're on your 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 mobile cellular device and chat's covering the thumbs up. Just click out for a second. Hit thumbs up. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a big ask. It's a, a big help though as well. So thanks. All right, let's do this. Have we updated the hall of fame? Let me just make sure. Yeah, we're updated. All right, please don't be a hundred slides. All you got to do is go to awesome.com slash avatar, download it, use it at Yahoo, DraftKings, Fandle, wherever, finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more and tweet your wins at awesome. H O F include Eric, Matt, and myself as well. Cause we like to see this stuff. Catch that love on Twitter, the retweets, the likes, the congratulations. Get inducted into the Hall of Fame right here every single day and win a free month of Awesome Plus Platinum, $90 value. And I should point out, it doesn't matter if it's the Millie or if you're entering a, a, a nickel contest or a dime, as long as you finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more, how much you win doesn't matter. It's where you finish. So Buffs, 15, 2,500. Man of very few words, just says at Awesomeo, H-O-F, but we'll take it. Congrats, man. Forrest uh, Misenti, 
Last Booker three sent me back to fourth from top three, but still so stoked. $733 on a $20 entry. Huge stuff. Congrats, my dude. Oscar Sanchez, 20 max, $1 entry showdown. Missed a regular slate, but still had to get in for a little action. Nothing big, but I'll take it. 600 Hey, man, that's a solid win in the end one. It's tough to, to bink those. And Dave DeRemmer, again, this guy always on here. Another awesome parlay builder. I told you, dude, the odd shopper parlay builder is just fire right now. I hit two big ones yesterday with that. Nice. If you aren't an awesome subscriber, you're losing money. Seriously. There it goes again. 100 in the 540. It's beautiful stuff. And then Zuit. Alpha hand build been learning to work. The awesome tools rather than just look at them started using fantasy cruncher a week ago. You get that awesome.com and took down the showdown mini max last night. Awesome. 1400 bucks. That's a huge win. Congrats, man. And the last one, Michael Verderosa, 375 third and fifth place. Congrats, man. Uh, he says, thanks to all you guys and everyone else. Not my first, but I needed this. Thanks boys. You've officially been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Congrats to everyone. Pick up that free month. And of course, again, get that avatar. Tweet us at Awesome HOF and get up here as well. All right, Matt, favorite stack for the week? I think there's a couple of really interesting spots. There's the chalk and the Rams. They're constantly at the top of our top stack stool. And I think they make a lot of sense. But there's the potential for some lower owned ones, I think, too. So one in particular I think if you just go to the opposite side of that game is is Minnesota. I think they can handle. <laughs> you don't like this one, Aaron? You know, you stole it from me. It's the first time I've ever been able to recommend Minnesota in my life. What a I'm homer. Get to do okay, it. okay. I, I have a yeah. contrarian one, so I'll let you talk to it. But, okay. So I think you could also go to Seattle against Chicago, assuming that is a somewhat competitive game. Chicago was down their top four corners in their most recent game. And now it's Wednesday. We don't know who's going to play in that situation. But Minnesota and Mike Zimmer continually ran Dalvin Cook straight up the middle against this Bears defense and kept the game closer than it should have been. If Pete Carroll is a little bit smarter, which is a very questionable thing to say, they should exploit this Chicago Bears secondary. And maybe you get Lockett back, I'm hopeful, but you still have DK Metcalf and options to stack here, and their prices are starting to come down. So that has positive leverage based on our tool. So I'll, I'll take the lower-owned Seattle stack so you can talk about Minnesota. Yeah, so Cooper Cup ends up being a guy that is a huge portion of our lineups this week. I, I I don't find it. You need to have exposure to him in some capacity. If you just full fade him, you're an insane person, but you want to find some kind of a run back there. There's no way around it. This is going to be the first time that I'm really uh, full bore behind Kirk cousins in this entire offense here going up against the Rams, Adam Thielen, a big piece that's been out. He almost played on a high ankle sprain uh, two nights ago, which would have been just insane coming off of that against the Detroit game for him to have returned there. There were rumblings that he was going to play and that he said he was going to play and then he didn't. So I'm just saying, I think I, I'm really paying attention to that news because I think the stack comes in a lot lower owned if you get Thielen in. And I love adding him to the portfolio alongside Justin Jefferson, a massive red zone role that exists for him. Conklin got a lot of the red zone targets, Sands, Adam Thielen. And I think it's pretty concentrated. If he gets back out there, you put Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen together with Kirk Cousins, Cup, and then you can punt everywhere else because there are so many good punt options. We're going to have some 3K wide receivers. We've got COVID everywhere. So I'm telling you right now, I absolutely love the Minnesota side in this game. Okay. I can appreciate that. We have a we have them with a positive leverage score as well right now. Our top stack, our top sorry, our top stack tool is awesome. If you're a premium member and you're not taking advantage of that, uh, I would certainly recommend that you do take advantage of that. 
uh, if you haven't yet. And if you're not a premium sub, you're not ready to do so yet. All good. We got a top stack show every Friday as well, uh, right here on the awesome YouTube channel. What were you going to say, Matt? Just one quick question. It's kind of a theory thing with the top stacks tool right now. Kansas City and Tampa Bay still have really high positive leverage scores. And Kansas City might be down a lot of pass catchers. Tampa Bay is going to be down a lot of pass catchers for sure. And I think this might drop ownership for the quarterbacks, causing you know people want to go maybe to Herbert or some other consistent options. But I don't necessarily know if it's going to change this top stacks tool that much because now you're going to potentially have the ultimate cheap stacks with these teams like Tyler Johnson, Antonio Brown with Kansas City, whoever is left in that offense, maybe like Miko Hardman, Josh Gordon. But I think you still might get a lot of positive leverage just because you're not paying the same price that you're normally paying for these stacks. So I kind of want to get your guys' take on that. I will be insanely overweight on Tampa Bay if that happens. I, I don't care. I know we heard a lot about, you know, Saints cover two. Brady first time being shut out since 2006. I get all of that, but I don't really care. I mean, Antonio Brown is dirt cheap. The guy has proven that he is still extraordinarily talented and can still be a number one if he needs to be. I have no doubt about that right now with Brady. You have Gronk. Um, you, I'll, I don't care. I'll, I'll, play, I'll play Tyler Johnson at 3,900 in a full-out stack. It doesn't really bother me. And maybe some DJ Moore runbacks. Yeah, I'm Matt. I, I will have a lot of Tampa Bay if this ends up holding true. Tyler Johnson, Golden Gophers finest. <laughs> what would you, you do with Tampa, Eric? I love Tampa. I, I, I love Kansas City more. And part of it is that you want to talk about cover too. I mean, there's been talks. Chris Collinsworth brought it up on the broadcast a couple of weeks ago where teams are just making taking the big play away from, from Patrick Mahomes. I think being forced to just kind of play methodically is probably going to be a good thing for him in this offense in the event that you don't have Kelsey and Hill. Now, obviously, I'm saying that knowing that they're two of the best skill position players, period. But I'm saying in terms of the utility for your lineups, having some cheap guys where I think there's going to be some consistent production, you're going to have three 3K players. We're talking about Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, and McCole Hardman. In some capacity, those three are just going to have, have to be on the field an absolute ton. I can't imagine that Noah Gray steps into any kind of a major role absent of Travis Kelsey, uh, but still is 2,500. So you can say there's definitely viability for that. I mean, that stack legitimately wouldn't have anybody over 3,500 to even roster. Like with Tom Brady, you still have Gronk. You still have these other guys. So if you want to play Cup, you want to play Eckler, you want to play all the guys in the spend-up spots, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the guy that I think just got crazy. I'd get to a crazy amount of my lineups in the event that you get both of them out. I like it. And I'm not a big narrative guy, but we had a comment in chat that, that read, when Brady has a bad game the week before, look the fuck out. Kind of, kind of feeling you on that one, man. Yeah, Brady ain't getting shut out again against the Panthers. I'm thinking five touchdowns, boys. Stephon Gilmore revenge spot. Let's get it. And yeah. Anyway, fun show. Went a little long today, but that's what happens when you talk about cereal and Cooper Cup for and tasing people, <laughs> tasing yourself and willingly getting tased with nothing on the other side. It's great stuff.
appreciate you guys as always hit that thumbs up on your way out follow matt at matt underscore gajeski eric at eric linkers me at lafay underscore d shout out to mike lawrence for producing this show we will be back with you tomorrow on the marathon matchup show and remember main slate ownership for nba today entirely free at awesome.com don't need to sign up for anything follow along with the deeper dive live before lock with those ownership projections as well peace